0: hi everyone and welcome to aQ's blog and grill we're very excited today to have guest Edward Bochez here with us Edward is a thought leader in the whole creativity business and he's also a great professor at the Boston University campus in Boston Massachusetts good morning Edward
1: hello Alan thanks for having
0: me. <laughs> so Edward let's let's chat a little bit about what the what the future of of advertising branding communications might be you've described yourself as a uh, refugee from uh, advertising can you help us understand a little bit more about what you meant by
1: that well i i basically think that i've managed somehow to uh es- escape the the demands of the business as as we all know it's it's gotten uh it's gotten pretty pressure packed pretty time consuming uh it's probably one of the hardest working I- industries out there so my uh my attitude is, hey, I have the best of the business, which is I still get to work with young people, come up with ideas, be creative, and make stuff. Um, I just don't have to do uh, new business pitches, uh, work till 11 or 12 every night, uh, come in every weekend, um, or have clients telling me they don't like my ideas. (laughs)
0: What do you tell your students now when when they're about to graduate and thinking about advertising? Do you give them kind of a uh, watch out?
1: Uh, a couple of things. One is, I mean, the industry obviously has come under a, an incredible amount of criticism. Uh, it's been disrupted by everything. Digital uh, agencies have all sort of got acquired by holding companies, which have a very, very different objective than their work. The fact of the matter is this is still an amazing Business, it, it's it's high energy. You're surrounded by smart, creative people. You have new problems to solve every day. It never gets boring, and you're making stuff.
0: Good. Now, Mullen um, has always been an agency that that I've looked up to, and so the business really got started with just a bunch of people who wanted, as you said, to make stuff. Is that's is that what's going to happen now, even with the big holding companies? Uh, Is the future going to be small?
1: When I went to Mullen, and and I was about the 12th or 13th employee, uh, became a partner shortly shortly thereafter, you needed a lot of money to go and start uh, an advertising agency. Today, you need an iPhone, a laptop, and an Internet connection. And what I see happening is a lot of people who basically say, hey, I want to be outside the confines and the restrictions of any kind of organization, I want to do a certain kind of work. I, I want to make it more digital. I want to make it more social. I don't need that many clients to get started and make a, make a living. And that's happening. It's certainly happening here in Boston. It's got to be happening in L.A., San Francisco, Nashville. I think the future of the business is stronger than ever. Um, we will always need uh, creativity. We'll always need great ideas. Brands, with the more content that's out there, the more good content we have to come up with or the brands really need. And as I say, despite the democratization, of, of, of technology and content creation, et cetera, it is still a skill, um, and it still takes you know, knowledge and talent and discipline and process that are either learned um, you know, by doing you know, or learned by having you know, teachers or learned by having men- mentors. So it's not, it's not like anybody can do it.
0: You had an interesting quote on your blog, uh, and, and I'm just going to lift the quote here. And as consumers, we will value brands more for what they do than for what they say. Yes, we'll still love great stories well told. We'll just want to play the starring role. So is that kind of your perspective on content really doesn't have a lot of context unless the consumer sees themselves in some sort of heroic or starring role?
1: You know, again, I think that there's a couple of things going on. When you see great work, it could just be. It could be a TV commercial. It could be a TV commercial that lives on on YouTube. Right. If, it's, if it's truly great, we sometimes really like it and we seek it out and we pass it on. It doesn't have to be participatory uh, or or involve us. It does, however, have to earn our attention as opposed to trying to buy it. So I, I think that's the that's the very first thing. Since we. Since we, the consumer, now have control over everything, where, when, and even if we engage with any content from a brand, right? You, you can't make us. You can't buy our time. Um, somehow, you know, you've got to earn it. Okay, number one, the, the most likely way to earn it, besides being great, interesting, entertaining, and useful, is to somehow have it filtered to us by friends or people that we trust. So we all know that it's been spoken of and written about. Um, and one of the most likely ways to assure that somebody will tell us about it is to have them have been involved. Um, you know, uh, ice bucket challenge is is, is obviously a, a perfect uh, example, but there's many, many others. There isn't a formula as simple to developing a great digital or or mobile or viral experience as there may have been for making a you know compelling print ad, which was you know stuck on an on an analog page and confined to one medium. The best digital ideas today are transcending multiple uh, media and in fact some cases need multiple media to bring them to life and right. that's, uh, well, that's not all figured out yet.
0: In the last three years you, you've kind of evolved from uh, creative direct executive creative director and then you became the chief creative officer and then you became the uh, chief uh, social media. And you, you continue to evolve just in, in, in the role titles, the role descriptions, and to become then the chief innovation officer. Now, why was that important in an, in an, in an innovative agency like Mullen?
1: The reason for the changes was the end of my tenure at the agency was, was, was actually uh, something that probably a lot of companies are going through. We were an ad agency. Our DNA, our genetic makeup was an advertising agency. That means we had a way of thinking and a way of solving problems that was so deeply ingrained in the culture um, that we were having a really, really hard time changing and evolving as, as the world got more digital, as the world got more social, as clients started to not only ask for those services, but were quick to criticize or condemn agencies that they didn't think got where the where the world was going. My approach was, I actually don't know a lot about social, and I don't know a lot about digital, or certainly I don't know the technology, but I know an awful lot about our company, the culture, how it works, how it makes decisions, where the power resides, um, and I think I can learn some of this stuff fast enough with the help of people who are smarter than I am, who really know it. Um, I can be their, their cheerleader, their catalyst, their... Um, you know, their uh, their front guy, um, and maybe make this work throughout the organization. So that was actually the reason for it. I would actually strongly suggest that any company that is still struggling with transformation, try not to do it with an outsider, but try to find an insider who's willing to learn enough about the new stuff to be able to, uh, you know, impose it or infiltrate it or introduce it or inspire people to learn it themselves. I remember once I was with a creative director and I was lamenting the fact that most of the work that he did seemed so advertising-centric. And I suggested that he pay a little bit more attention to new and emerging technologies. And coincidentally, it was the day that uh, the Arcade Fire Wilderness downtown Google Chrome thing had, had just come out, which, which was a pretty cool thing Ooh. that we faced that day. So so when he said, I don't need to learn anything about any kind of technology at all. I said, well, why is that? And his comment was, because I know that whatever I think up, somebody can build it or do it. I said, you're absolutely right. Hey, come here, I want to show you something. I brought him in my office and I played that for him and let him do the little demonstration of it. He he was blown away. And I asked him, so, could you think that up? And he had this blank look on his face and then sheepishly he admitted that no, he couldn't. And the reason he couldn't is because he wasn't aware that there were technologies that would even allow him to do that, right. and that—that's one way of thinking about square shape, I suppose, from an advertising perspective. It's right. less about less about thinking about it from the from the um, from the digital perspective, which is you better learn about all of this technology enough to be able to conceive ideas to take advantage of it. If you don't know how augmented reality works and what you can do with it. We're never going to come up with an idea that takes advantage of it.
0: <laughs> well, very good. Thanks very much for your time, Edward.
1: Hey, my pleasure, Alan, as always. It's uh, great engaging with you. I love what you're doing. I love the fact that you are, you are so passionate about the new stuff. You're, you're always willing to share. So yeah. thank you so much. Thank uh, you, Edward. And, um, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, Edward. Thanks for tuning in to AQ's Blog and Grill. We had a great chat with uh, Edward Bochez of uh, Mullen Advertising and now Boston University School of Advertising. So uh, please tune in later. We'll have lots more exciting episodes coming up. Bye for now.